So thank you very much, Brian, for uh, giving us this report. And, uh, and uh, I think you probably know most of the people here. Thank you. Well, good evening, everyone. Thanks for joining me on Zoom. And a thank you to Patrick uh, for his, his invitation for me to speak. I have found that my practice tends to lean more towards Buddhism light. And at times I need a kick in the seat of the pants to get me to step up my Zen practice. Speaking to all of you is one of those opportunities for me to do just that. Another way which I'm gonna talk about was my participation in the annual three week Green Dragon Temple Meditation Intensive held this last January at Green Gulch Farm. Tension Rev Anderson was the leader with five other teachers in attendance. There were 30 participants, many of which flew in from all around the United States, places like New York, Texas, Minnesota, Louisiana, even a few from Iceland and the Netherlands. There was also the Green Gulch residents and kitchen apprentices who joined in too. For some like myself, this is their first intensive. And for one person, this was her 17th time to attend. Green Gulch is of course this beautiful location adjacent to and north of the Golden Gate National Recreation Area and just a stone's throw from Muir Beach and the town of Mill Valley. One of the things I came to love about the area was the endless hiking possibilities and I committed to hiking in the hills every day that I was there. My original interest to participate came when Chuck and Nanette Overly had said that they had done the intensive and had greatly benefited from it. Over the years, I've done one work period at Green Gulch and several at Tassajara, but I've never done a more practice-focused stay, uh, stay. I've always wondered if I could do a longer practice period at Tassajara, but did not feel ready for the required three-month commitment. So I thought this was a way I could test out the concept. I know many of you have done multiple practice periods at Tassajara and at Green Gulch. And I'm gonna say right now, I bow down to your greatness. Green Gulch had been closed for the last two years due to COVID and this was their first attempt at reopening. It just happened to coincide of course with last winter's pandemic surge. So the administration was extra cautious. We had to prove that we had been vaccinated, take and pass a PCR test before arrival, and then three rapid tests over the next five days, all while wearing mandatory N95 masks until that final clearance. Needless to say, the first few days were quite challenging for me with the social distancing, the testing, the masking, and the required silence. In addition, for the first five days, the Zendo had all the doors and windows open at all times, inviting in the brisk morning frost, prompting multiple layers of coats, socks, wool caps, gloves, blankets amongst all the participants. I pretty much was wearing all the clothes I brought during those morning sits. There was a variety of schedules that we followed. There was the regular schedule. There was the days off schedule. There was the Sunday schedule and there was the Sashin schedule. Except for the days off and Sundays, the wake up bell was at 435 in the morning, followed by two periods of zazen before breakfast. I found ultimately I liked getting up even earlier at 4 a.m., making a cup of coffee and sitting by the enormous temple bell and gazing at the stars and satellites passing overhead. 
depending on the schedule, we would have anywhere from six to 10 periods of Zazen, each lasting 30 to 40 minutes throughout the day with most ending around 9 p.m. Uh, with the refuges. Needless to say, there was much sitting. I figured there were somewhere, uh, somewhere like 180 periods of Zazen that we sat during my stay. Things did get livened up whenever we would do brisk kinhin, which was essentially run walking laps through the zendo and out and around the engawa, something I had never done before. In between all those periods of zazen, there were dharma talks, classes, meals, two hours of work, study, and of course some time for well-deserved rest and hike uh, to hike, uh, read, chat, or nap. I must admit that with all the zazen we were doing, I was beginning to feel an ever so subtle rewiring of my brain. A new, uh, newfound peace started settling over me during zazen with my focus on the present moment. I also found that I was starting to have some very vivid and wild variety of dreams each night throughout my stay. My main takeaway on the, the, main, on the theme of the intensive was great compassion. Uh, most specifically towards oneself. This was a surprisingly new concept for me. Typically extending compassion towards others uh, came as second nature, but being compassionate towards myself, my inner dialogue and how I navigate the world, eh, not so much. The, two, the first two weeks of the intensive were I believe preparation for the five day sashin at the end. There were numerous classes and videos on Orioki instruction. Considering all the zazen that we were doing, it took some trial and error to find a comfortable way, uh, ways to sit. I ended up alternating between three different positions, utilizing numerous cushions and props, and I was not alone. Several people were joining me in what I thought was almost musical chairs uh, between zazen periods trying to get comfortable. Um, once Sashin began, the Orioki meals three times a day allowed me to get in much practice in the forms. I also learned to never have round chopsticks. The first day of Orioki, um, my chopsticks immediately rolled off the top of my second bowl and to my horror hit the floor in front of me. There was a brief pause in the zendo. Then before the entire assembly, while I waited with my hands in gasho, uh, the head server, or Soku, retrieved my chopsticks, takes them to the altar to ceremoni ceremoniously cleanse them, and then returns them to me. That night, I went directly to the kitchen and found square chopsticks to allow me to hopefully never repeat the embarrassing experience. We were split up into groups uh, to take turns being servers for your Orioki for each of the five days of Sashin. Being a server is quite the dance. Fortunately, there's the Soku to guide and cue us, but once out on the Zendo floor for a novice like me, I felt a bit on my own regarding remembering all the forms and who and how to approach first and then moving quickly and trying not to spill or drop anything. But in the end, everyone got fed and many lessons in mindfulness and precision were learned. I did take advantage of having Dokusan with both uh, Tension Anderson and Abbas. Uh, Fu Schroeder. I do find that meeting with new teachers is a bit nerve wracking, but both meetings proved to be quite insightful with, my, with um, 
uh, with reminders of, for me, life is what happens when we're trying to figure out our lives. Two, be true to yourself. You be you, me be me. And the third one, always important for me, was that introverts have to walk through the fire of being outgoing to get to the other side, only to then find that the walk wasn't so bad after all, kind of like doing this talk. The downside is that every subsequent time is like the first time walking through the fire. It never seems to get easier. I found on my return from Green Gulch that I made my meditation practice daily at home instead of just occasionally. I've been focusing more on going to bed earlier. And since I tend to be uh, a fairly early riser, um, meant that I was now getting more sleep. It rekindled my interest in simple, more delicious vegetarian food. I'm more aware of uh, cutting myself a break and being more compassionate to myself uh, when I make an error in speech or action with others. And finally, I'm finding myself returning to the present moment more frequently when I find my mind spinning in directions that I do not wish to go. Uh, my pleasant memories uh, of Green Gulch. Well, one was participating in the formal tea ceremony in the lovely Japanese tea house and garden that has been built there. Listening to the owls calling to each other each morning and evening in the eucalyptus groves surrounding the farm. Watching the sunset daily from one of the surrounding peaks before rushing back down the hill for another period of zazen and then dinner. Endless cups of tea and coffee in the signature clear glass Marley mugs that I came to know and love at Tassajara. Applying gamasio liberally and chili oil sparingly to nearly every dish at most meals. And not to forget the evening treat of rice pudding with fresh ginger and molasses that was left waiting every evening in the kitchen after the refuges during sashim. I found the intensive insightful and energizing. It was also a chance for me to have my boundaries pushed, which is always a good thing. Most of my challenges came in the form of adapting to communal living and the social interactions, which I am notoriously awkward. I did struggle in following and understanding many of the Dharma talks and lectures, but, uh, but found that so did others. Admittedly, there were a few times, mostly in the middle of the night, when I found myself asking, what am I doing here? But that is not uncommon for me. I typically find in hindsight that these kind of experiences are worthwhile, memorable, and provide the kind of milestones I need to punctuate my life. That's my tale. Thanks for listening.